Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. But uh, we have with us uh, one of the one of my favorite directors, and I um, working in, especially of, in the world of independent uh, film, uh, and that would be Andrew Boljalski, and he is back with us again for his new film, Support the Girls. It is um, just a terrific. It's a funny movie. It's an insightful movie. Uh, there, the characters are just wonderfully developed, and the acting is superb, in, including and especially Regina Hall, who really knocks it out of the park and uh, the film let's just give you a little bit of a background Lisa is the last person you'd expect to find in a highway side sports bar with curves as it's as it's called but as general manager of at double whammies she comes to love the place and its customers and an instinctive den mother who she nurtures and protects her girls on the staff very, very fiercely. But over the course of one very trying day, her optimism is battered from every direction. Double Whammies sells a big, weird American fantasy, but what happens when reality pokes holes in it? And that is the behind this wonderful new film called Support the Girls. And once again, the director, Andrew Bojolski, is joining us. He's known for such films as Beeswax, Computer Chess, Results, and other wonderful films. Andrew, welcome to back to film school. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're so welcome. And I, yeah, really, truly, uh, I just love your work. And this is another great example of your ability to bring a, a, this degree of humanity to all of your films, all beeswax, computer chess, all of the results, the ones that where you, you see people in somewhat extraordinary circumstances, certainly, but at the same time, uh, uh, the circumstances don't it, the, your ability to bring out this this wonderful humanity and the interaction between the people in your films is is a true gift and uh, that was once again true here on support the girls where'd the story come from well it came from these places these uh i think you know i think most people are familiar with hooters and then there's a whole group of kind of next generation descendants of hooters that started to pop up 15 or 20 years ago um and I went into one maybe a decade or so ago, and I, I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but um, but uh, something about it surprised me and stuck with me. I found the place so uh, peculiar, and you know there are all these contradictions baked into it. When it's kind of you know it's a little bit raunchy, but it's also certainly a family place where you're invited to take your kids and take grandma. There's, there's that little bit of nastiness wrapped in so much comfort, um, and it's very very unlike a strip club, I think. So the uh, it seemed uniquely American to me. I couldn't imagine any other culture in history producing a <laughs> demand, demand for such a place. So it just stuck with me for years, and I wondered. I couldn't really figure it out, you know, but that very, that was what kept compelling me back to it. Um, and uh, eventually came up with a bunch of characters and found found my way through it. Yeah, was it always because this is a, a film that's essentially told from the point of view of the general manager of the store, which is a, is a great way. There's a, on a lot of levels the the character of Lisa is critically important to the film, but also the appropriate sort of window into this world. 
uh, and I just thought she was, she was funny and, and she was, she was great. Uh, Regina Hall was, but, uh, was, was that where you kind of, was that the starting point for you or was it just a general idea of trying to portray a day in the life of a place like this? No. Yeah. I think, I think the character helped me find my way in because I, um, and some of this is, you know, retroactive. You don't, you don't re- as you're looking for a story, you're just throwing things at the wall and kind of seeing what, seeing what sticks or seeing what you keep coming back to. But I think looking back on it, I think, I think I needed that character as my way in um, because I, I couldn't write the insider version of this story. Um, I've certainly never worked at one of these places, um, and nor am I really the, the target market. You know, so I think, and I would love to see. Either either of those versions of this movie, I'd be I would I would certainly go buy a ticket to, um, you know, if one of the waitresses there made made her version of this movie, or if one of the regular customers made his version, I'd be fascinated to see. But I, I knew I couldn't do either of those. So um, to have this character who's a bit of an outsider, somebody who wouldn't necessarily be in there if she didn't have this job, right? Um, that that helps me. And then to have her be um, a kind of incurable optimist, you know, somebody who Somebody who wouldn't, you know, doesn't necessarily, the concept of the place is not so much intuitive to her until she realizes that it is so much about comfort and taking care of people. And that part she yeah. absolutely gets. And so she, yeah. she, she chooses, she insists on seeing the best in it. And that was, that was a fun place to write from. I like those characters. You know, I think yeah. it's a very different movie and a different character, but I felt um, there was a kinship to... Uh, Guy Pierce's character and results. He was he was somebody else who trying to will his optimism upon the world, and right. it wasn't always working out for him. Right, right. You know, and there is something. There's an element of this sort of sexed up version of TGI Fridays mm-hmm. that is it, it. It's sort of in some ways it validates the idea of this sort of. Uh, it's okay to look at you know uh, mm-hmm. scantily clad women and 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 watch sports and right i mean that's part of that's the appeal is it it makes it it makes it pg oh that's exactly right and that's exactly what they're selling i mean that's that's where i think there's a that's where i think it's really not about the the, the sex and the raunch you know where I, I i feel like when you if you as a as a man if you walk into a strip club you're being sold a certain fantasy right of transgression you know i think you're being sold the fantasy that that you're a real badass for going into this place because you're doing something that's yeah, that's uh, you know beyond society's rules. Whereas if you go into this place, it's not that at all. No. Um, these places are. And I think you hit the nail on the head that it's really they're telling you you're okay. <laughs> it's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. You like you like sports and you like beer and you like uh, you know you like ogling the girls' boobs and you like looking <laughs> at their butts as they walk away and that's all okay. Um, and that more than anything is is what they're selling is that comfort and that acceptance. I don't think it's entirely a bad thing. I think it's a complicated thing for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's such a it's such a perverse product too that that's that's what kept me coming back to it is uh, I could never really figure it out. Well, in terms of sort of world culture, you know, this is a completely appropriate to the to it it it, it reinforces stereotypes about American culture, but at the same time validates. Those, those sort of uh, American, internationally renowned sort of uh, cultural I- I- iconic ideas behind American culture, which which at the end of the day is about it really is about packaging in a very safe and in non threatening way, female sexuality. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's more to it, and you're right. It's much more complicated, and so I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this sort of, you know, the the, the sort of uh, the world implications of of double whammies. But but there is something to in in undercurrent of all of that in here. So yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, of course, there's a nasty side, and of course, there's a dark side. Yeah. Um, but I think part of what interested me was yeah. that ninety ninety five percent of what goes on in there is polite you know there's yeah. no, there, there, for the most part everybody in there is very polite and very much following the rules now you may or may not you know <laughs> you may or may not like those rules um yeah. and and fair enough but uh but it is weirdly self-regulating in yeah. a way that and and the fact that everybody understood those rules was was interesting to me and, and so much a product of our culture yeah and, and again your ability as a director because you've done this numerous times uh, i think of computer chess where you're able to to bring in a lot of characters and 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 you are able to quickly sort of identify them by means of the writing behind the, their character and their their interactions with the others. Uh, obviously, Regina Hall, which we will talk about, is is she is the the core the 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 catalyst for the for the film. She's the heart and soul of the film in so many ways, but also the you know sort of the uh, uh, Haley Lou Richardson, who plays Macy, as uh, Shayna McHale, who plays Danielle, and and I mean these are they're just they're they're great. They're just wonderful because they provide a lot of com- comedic relief as well as context for mm-hmm. for what happens and and also in regards to Lisa in terms of Regina Hall's character. There's there's a lot going on here, and and so I just want to compliment you on your ability to pull these different characters together and make that and make it such a such a wonderful experience in, in uh, f- for a film that could easily go be silly and 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 irrelevant you know and it just could have been just kind of goofy in a lot of ways but in this in this film it does you, you create sort of this community lisa's always looking out for others and her ability in the course of the film to keep track of at least 10 different things at one time and looks look make it look seamless is obviously a big part of her character. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure what my question is, but I, I just <laughs> <laughs> I like that question. Um. <laughs> well, just that, that building that community as a, as a director as a writer, you know, what are there, what are the sort of in this particular case? What were you? What, what was what I was saying accurate and how it sort of ties into what you were doing here? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think. Um, no, no question. Uh, Regina as Lisa is is, uh, is the fulcrum. She's the center of all. This. She's in nearly nearly every scene and nearly every shot of every scene. So yeah. it's a um, it's an incredibly challenging role. Uh, and uh, Regina just knocked us out. You know, I mean, her her both her both her dedication, she um, the work yeah. she put into this, but also. Um, you know her unflagging energy and creativity and uh, kindness. Uh, I mean, you know, that's Regina is a very different person than Lisa, this character. But certainly, I think they share in common that uh, engine of sweetness and empathy. Um, and uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know that uh, another actor could have brought that level. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of real. Real Regina shining through in there. Yeah, um, we were just very blessed to yeah to have her. Um, but yeah. then you know, as far as surrounding her with uh, this kind of unbelievable supporting cast, it's yeah. I think for me, it's always 
a lot of the fun of filmmaking and a lot of you know the, the reason I'm not a, a novelist is uh, that I, I I I like writing. I mean, I don't actually enjoy doing it. It's horrible, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know I, I find writing to be to be gratifying when you get through it. Except except I can only take it so far, and it's a real pleasure then to say now we're going to bring in. Uh, you know, however many people, these dozens of different voices to um, to breathe life into this thing, and yeah. it's a, it's a, that's that's the magical part of the process. Yeah. Um, and we just got an extraordinary cast in this one. Yeah, well, well, the the energy. I mean, the sort of you know, Macy is the energy. She's sort of the engine of the sort of. She's constantly positive, upbeat. She wants everybody to you know. She buys in mm-hmm. to the double whammy culture in a way that sure. you know whether she actually believes it or not it doesn't it's irrelevant she every day she walks into that into that um restaurant she is ready to go and mm-hmm. um which again just it, it and as a as a director and as, as sort of a writer i would think that that just gives you the options having that kind of energy on set and watching somebody it makes the contrast between her and everyone else much sharper and and so much much more defined, so it's, it it allows you as a as a filmmaker to really extend all of that sort of energy to to the rest of the the enterprise. Yeah, and I and you know I wanted I, because these places were because it's a concept. All it is, all these restaurants are, is a concept. You know, You're right? Um, and uh, and everybody bounces off of that in a different way. But both every individual waiter who works there has a somewhat, you know, different notion of what the place is supposed to be. And every customer who walks in, I mean, again, it's mostly yeah. self-regulating. People mostly get it and are on the same page, but there are all these little variations. Um, and uh, and that that animated a lot of building out these characters was, you know, letting letting Macy have a different approach than Danielle and letting them both have a different approach than, than Janelle, the new recruit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and these actors just really dug in on all that yeah yeah it's it's true and i i really enjoyed uh, uh shana McHale in this film she uh she she gets it she's sort of in on the the inside sort of the a lot of different things but she she is a very responsible woman she's got a, a young boy she's raising uh she's she and uh lisa have a lot in common uh, and and sort of understand the game that they're involved in in ways that that Macy never lets on to. She just she's just sort of she's like a puppy. Right. She just she's she's always ready to go. But and again, the contrast between the ability of the film and especially with in Regina's character to kind of uh, go full stop from a from a sort of comedic moment to something that's very dramatic is is a, a very important part of the film. I, I, that's one of the things, the sort of change in tone in the film uh, that we're go, it goes through is, you know, again, another testament to, to your, to your direction in the film, but um, we really appreciate it. And to Regina, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I often felt guilty on set because it, it was, I, there were, it was rare that I could um, offer her simple direction, you know, or say this, this is your motivation in this scene because, in any given scene, you know, there were usually five conflicting motivations, and that, and and all that was under her trying to repress those things, and and you know, and keep a smile on her face. So there was there was so much going on for this character, and as you say, so many little turns on a dime, you know, within a scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, 
uh, it's just just a testament to Regina's uh, everything. You know, that yeah, she, that she that she handled it all with uh, a lot of grace. Well, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Andrew Bajalski, and he's the director of the new film support, The Girls. There is a double entendre there, right? I'm, I'm not. There sure. is. Okay, there is. all right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I'm not completely like some, you know, some deviant here. But I, you're filthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, and and it opens here in Los Angeles today. Are are you? I'm just by curiosity. Are you in town today for? You know, I just was. I did. I, I was in L.A. Uh, for three days, and we had a uh, we had an L.A. premiere at the ArcLight on Wednesday night, and I just went to New York. So we're doing now. I'm doing my New York stuff. Well, do you? I want to ask you in terms of your career. You have, I mean, so you sort of just continue to put out high quality films on not a lot of money. Are you happy to be where you are? Would you like a, you know, would you like a, a twenty million dollar, uh, you know, franchise film? That, that's not twenty million to be a two hundred million dollar. Sure. But, but I mean, are you? Where are you at in terms of your career? How do you feel about where you are and where you would like to be? Uh, I feel fine. I would like. The twenty million dollars, yeah, in my bank account. Yes, <laughs> um, but and then and then I could just go make whatever movie I wanted whenever I wanted. You know, I mean, for me, it's never yeah. um, the kind of, as they say, bigger canvas. Um, yeah. It's not without interest. I mean, I you know, I look. I grew up loving movies. Period. You know, and and uh, and and that was kind of every level. It was just a for me. There was a pure pleasure in sitting in that dark room with that flickering light so um whether that was you know at different times in my life that that whether that was star wars or or uh stan brackage movie you know like i it's, yeah. it's, uh so so there's a lot that there's a lot that interests me and uh i'm not averse to working in the big world but i've also gotten very spoiled i've i've done six feature films now uh, very much on my own terms, which is a kind of extraordinary yeah. opportunity that that, yeah. that that even most of the directors who I admire, you know, usually don't get that much autonomy for that long. So it's great. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the obvious flip side of it is that I, I never know from year to year if I can pay my mortgage. But gotten away with it for this long, so yeah. I'm not I'm not getting off this train until they push me off. Oh well, I, I, that's well for me personally. I'm, that's great to hear. I really love your work and. I, I'm so happy that you're able to continue to do what you do. It would be nice. I, I really thought after results I'd be, that uh, you you had proven you worked with you know higher profile actors you know in 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 a challenging not a challenging film necessarily but certainly one that ha- was uh, was surprising in in the sort of the arc of the story and your ability to kind of pull all those elements together. And I would have thought after that film that uh, that you would be you know working on a on a on a bigger canvas, if you will, because I I know it was widely regarded as one of the better films of the year. And just and I'm not I'm not disparaging anyone in this. What I'm trying to say is I just uh, the humanity that you bring to your to the to your stories and to your actors is not an easy thing to do. And um, and that's the sort of the dividing line between your work and people who work in the sort of more expensive films who can't do it, but they're able to put together kind of more bells and whistles into the project. And I, I just like to I just like to see you continue to do what you want to do on your own terms. And I, I guess that's a long way of saying that. So, well, I pre- thank you so much. Um, you know, the good news and bad news is that I'm stubborn and I'm not particularly talented at the bells and whistles so there's a there's a, there's a there's a lot to keep me to keep me here but you know again we'll see everything's 
life is full of surprises. And I've got a kind of a, I certainly try to keep a toe in in some of that other world. I, I was just, uh, I, I did a, a job for Disney. I worked on oh, okay. writing their new uh, Lady and the Tramp remake. So I've, you know, I, I like, I enjoy interacting with that. I'm not directing it. I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to not be uh, wrangling CGI dogs. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm very excited to see it. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, there so, you go. And, and like you said, you know, you could be watching Star Wars, you could be watching Bergman, you could be watching, you know, sure, you know, sure. whatever. It, it, it it's, I feel the same way. I, I, it's, it is really at the end of the day. It's the magic of cinema. It's the amazing, this amazing art form that allows us to 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 be transported and to understand things that we never would otherwise have an opportunity to to be a part of, and also uh, artist vision and their ability to do what they do so well. And well, I just, you know, I really hope that everything continues to to go the way you want it to go, and that you're able to uh, make films as long as Andrew Pajalski wants to make films. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here again. And, um, you know, all the best on this one. Good luck in New York. Knock them thank out. Thank you. And your website for this film is? Oh, I don't know. Probably supportthegirlsfilm.com or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me, and I apologize. But I'll, I'll, that will be posted. That's already posted to the filmschoolradio.com website. I, I probably can pull that up. And Anyway, Andrew, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much, and uh, all the best. Uh, yeah, as I said, all the best in New York and, and beyond. So uh, take care, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.